James chapter 1. Are y'all glad to be here tonight? It's good to be back in the Lord's house. What a great day it's been to be here. And uh, excited about what God is doing in our midst. And uh, there's so much positive that came from this morning. And uh, thank you for your conviction and your desire and your commitment to the Lord. Uh, pray for these children and, and teachers as they go off to school this week and for the year. And I just pray that souls will be saved through them. And uh, so thankful for how uh, Brother Ronnie was used of the Lord tonight. And uh, Heaven is a beautiful place, and I can't wait to get there. And uh, a little boy asked his dad one time, said, How beautiful is heaven? I, I want to know. I want to know. And he said, I want you to think of the most prettiest, most beautiful, cleanest place that you can ever imagine. He said, times it by a hundred, and it's going to be better than that. And uh, that's how beautiful heaven's going to be. And I can't wait to see it. I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad I'm going. I'm glad I'm going to heaven. James chapter 1. James chapter 1 and verse 8. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the day. Thank you for your word. Lord, may we apply this to our heart and our life tonight. May you receive the honor and glory. Give me what I stand in need of, Lord, to be used of you this evening. And Lord, I just pray that your will will be done. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I want to talk to you tonight about fulfilling our commitment and I'm not going to preach very long uh, I don't have a full sermon but I have a thought that I want to share with you uh, especially coming up to the time that we're coming to and it's something that we're going to talk about a little more going forward uh, as we uh, go over our church officers church workers the teachers all of these different positions and places and every one of these that we're going to vote on in a minute to serve for the coming year uh, are people who have uh, willingly volunteered. Uh, they have stepped up to say that I will take that group, I will teach this group, I will fill this office. Uh, and I praise God for every one of these. Uh, I have a list in front of me of just name after name. Uh, I don't know how many different names are on this list. Uh, I know on the last list there's 64 names uh, in the Awana list. And so you go to the other list and we're looking at maybe over 100 people who have uh, made commitments, who have uh, said that they would fulfill a role or position for the coming year. And I praise God for everyone that is on that piece of paper. I praise God for everyone that is willing to teach. Amen. I praise the Lord for everyone that is willing to stand up and fulfill a role and teach a class because we can do what we do without that. And so it takes everybody getting on board, being used of the Lord, so that He can have His will done and accomplished through Promised Land Church. And we get to this time and it's always exciting and there's new positions and there's new teachers and we get excited and everything is good. Everything is on a roll. And I'm telling you, we're having a blast. And then a few months pass by and we're not as excited. Problems begin to enter our life. Excuses come into our life. And before we know it, we failed to fulfill our commitment. 
I want you to know that if you make a commitment, it is very important to do everything you can to fulfill that commitment. I'm not just talking about this. I'm talking about everything we do in life. It is very important that when we make a commitment, we do everything we can to fulfill that commitment. You say, preacher, it's impossible. Amen. You're right. It is impossible. There's only one man that's ever done that, and that's Jesus Christ. That's why our faith belongs to Him. Amen. Because He's the only one that will not let us down. But as God's people, we need to take on the role and character of integrity. And we need to put on Jesus. And Jesus was a person, a man of His Word. And there's times that I've told people that I've done, that I would do things that I didn't do or couldn't do or wouldn't do, whatever. And at the end of the day, whatever excuse I may bring, if I tell somebody something, I believe God will give us the strength and the ability to fulfill that commitment. Okay? And it's very important that God's people maintain some integrity in their life. And friend, if you tell somebody that you're going to do something, you do everything that you can to fulfill that commitment. Okay? And I'm not just talking about classes. I'm talking about everything. Everything that we deal with. Have I failed in commitments? Absolutely. I'm sure I may have failed some of you. And at the end of the day, I've got to better myself and understand what God wants from me. If I tell somebody something, I better do it. If I say, well, I'm going to teach a class, then I need to fulfill those commitments. Do things happen to knock us out? Absolutely. And I thought about reasons why sometimes we don't fulfill our commitments. I thought about, number one, we're tired. Sometimes we just get flat lazy, don't we? And sometimes we just get tired and we get lazy and we just don't want to go teach anymore. It's not as exciting anymore. It's not the thrill anymore. So we just kind of get lazy. Maybe we hadn't studied our lesson. It's very easy to back out of the class when we're not studying our lesson, isn't it? When we're not prepared. Another reason is busy. How many times have we failed to uh, fulfill our commitment to the Lord because we're busy? God, I'm too busy. God, I'm too busy. I can't, I can't go serve the Lord. I'm too busy. I know many times I fail commitments because I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I thought about something else. Distractions. Lord, have mercy. Man, I am ADD so bad, I'm distracted all the time. How many times we don't fulfill our commitments because we get distracted by other things going on? Thought about something else. Family. Family's coming in. I can't fulfill it. Family's coming in. I, I can't do this. Family is coming in. Friends is coming in. I, I, I can't do it. That's one I've heard a lot. How about our hobbies? Our likes? I can't feel fulfill my commitment because I have other things that I like, that I want to do, that I put before the commitments that we make. Friend, this is something serious. This is something honest. This is something that you deal with. This is something that I deal with on a daily basis. James said in verse 8, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. I want you to know that that, those two words, double-minded, in the Greek, simply means a person with two minds. 
It simply means to be unstable. Now, James is describing a man in verse 6. He said, For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. He's simply describing an unstable individual. He's describing an unstable man. In verse 8 he said, A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. A double-minded man is a man with two different thoughts. And a lot of times a double-minded person or a double-minded mind or a double-tongued person is somebody that says one thing and does another. We commit to do one thing, but on the other side we do something else. And I want you to know that God is not satisfied with that. And I want you to know that God is not happy when we become double-minded. I want you to know that your nays need to be nays. Amen? It, it ought to be what it is in your life. And whatever you say, you must sell yourself out to fulfill everything that you say and the commitments that you make, especially when you make a commitment to the Lord. How many times that we were laid on our back, God, if you'd get me out of this, I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. Friend, you better fulfill what you have committed unto the Lord. Because a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. When we are not fulfilling our commitment, it is because we are unstable. Our mind is wavering. And we are not sold. We are not uh, on at that place that we are sold out to what God has called us to do. Friend, if you made a commitment, I'm going to encourage you to keep that commitment. You do anything and everything you can to fulfill that commitment. If you can't fulfill that commitment, every one of us has one of these things. You pick up the phone and you call. Amen? You do everything you can to fulfill that commitment. Because a double-minded man is unstable. And there's times in my life that I fail my commitments. And the reason that I do is because there's times that I'm unstable in my life and in my spiritual life. And sometimes we fail at the commitments that we made unto the Lord because simply, spiritually, we are unstable. Friend, we need to get some stability spiritually and we need to fulfill the commitments we made to the Lord. If your name is down to teach a one, if your name is down to teach Sunday school, if your name is down to run the vacuum, whatever it is, if you make a commitment, you do anything and everything you can to fulfill that commitment. If you tell somebody, I'm going to come help you tomorrow, then you do everything you can to fulfill. If you can't, call them and let them know you can't. Amen? Don't stand them up. Be a man and a woman of integrity, of character. And let's be... Uh, people of stability. Let's not be unstable in our life. Let's have some stability. Now I want you to look in Proverbs. If you're with me, say amen. And I'm not, as, as far as I know, most of our people have fulfilled the commitments that they made. Proverbs 25. But I guarantee you there's going to come a day this year. There's going to come a time that the devil's going to tempt you and he's going to tell you, you're too busy to go up there and do that. He's going to tell you, oh, you're too tired to go up there and do that. Have y'all ever give that excuse before? I have. How many times have we, oh man, I'm too busy. i got family in, I can't do that. 
The devil hits us every day to get us out of fulfilling our commitments. I want you to notice this proverb. And my dad has quoted this proverb my whole life. This is what he said, Proverbs 25, 19. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Now, I've never had a, fo- a foot out of joint, but I've had a broken tooth before. And it hurts. <laughs> there is nothing worse than mouth pain. And when you put confidence in people that, un- that are unfaithful, and when you need them, and when they have reached out, and they have made this commitment because you need them, and they are unfaithful in their commitments, it hurts. There are things that take place. There are consequences when we are not faithful to our commitments. I want you to know that if I become unfaithful to my commitments, there's going to be pain brought from this. It's going to hurt somewhere. If you just skip out on your class, if you skip out on your duty, say, well, I'm not going to do it anymore, it's going to hurt. There's going to be pain that comes within this church and within your life. Like a toothache, what Solomon said. Man, I hate a toothache. (laughs) Don't you? Man, it hurts. It's aggravating. Man, I'm telling you, you're doing everything you can to take it away. I tell you what, there's nothing worse than a child of God being unfaithful. Being unfaithful, friend, if you're going to say you're going to do something, let's fulfill it. Because when we don't, there's going to be consequences. Classes are going to be hurt. Individuals may be hurt. The ministry and all may be hurt. Like I said, as far as I know, we don't have a lot of problem with this. But going forward, I want to encourage you. Fulfill your commitment. You know why? Because it's biblical. It's biblical. It's what saved people are supposed to do. Amen? It's what we are called to do. Look in the book of Numbers. Look in the book of Numbers. And I know... I know I'm preaching to the choir because some of you are going to come out, well, you need to do that one on Sunday morning. I, I can hear it coming now. But i got to preach it when the Lord tells me to. And as tonight we're gathered here to do this in this report here, and this is something very important. and something the Lord laid on my heart. And as I said at the beginning, we're going to continue this because when a child of God steps out there make a commitment, it's something very important, okay? It's something we need to fulfill. Look in verse 2, Numbers 30 and verse 2. If a man vow a vow unto the Lord, or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word, he shall do according to all that proceedeth out of his mouth. If, if a man vows a vow unto the Lord, swear an oath, and to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word. If you tell God you're going to do something, do it. If you tell God that, God, this is what I want to do, God, this is what I feel led to do, whatever you tell God you're going to do, fulfill that commitment that you make unto the Lord. Because at the end of the day, it's not about you breaking my trust or the church's trust or breaking the word of the church, but it's going against God. 
Okay, the hurt and the punishment and all of that and the offense is not necessarily against the church, but it's against God. God is the one that has a problem when we do not fulfill the commitments that we make unto Him. I've heard it. Y'all been in church work? Well, I do everything up there. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that great if we get to do everything up here? Isn't that great? Well, nobody else does anything. Yeah, they do. But it's just the old devil. And it's the old devil discouraging us. And there's going to come a day here shortly, and you've already experienced it, that you're going to have a commitment to fulfill. That family's going to come in. Got to fulfill your commitment. You're going to have that commitment, and you're going to have a hobby come up that you like to go do. Got a decision to make. There's going to be days that you got that commitment to fulfill. To fulfill, but you're tired and you're wore out. Hey, God will give you the strength. His grace is sufficient to keep on going. I fail every day. I'm surprised y'all didn't amen that. Y'all ought to know that by now. I fail miserably every single day. But I'm glad that every day is a new day with the Lord. And that we get to start over with Him. And I want to encourage you. Whatever your position, whatever your place is tonight, I want you to pray during this invitation that God will give you the strength and give you the grace sufficient to fulfill the commitment that you made to Him. Whether it's Sunday school teacher, whether it's a helper, whatever it is, I pray right now that you would stop and say, God, help me. And any distraction and any excuse that may come along my way this year, just take it away. Just take it away. And I hope and pray as we go forward and we elect all of these officers and teachers, I pray that the Lord would find us faithful. Because you know what? He's coming back. And I pray that He would find us faithful, doing exactly what what He wanted us to do. You know what I've been scared of? Is that the Lord would come back one day that I was tired. That he would come back on the day that I had family in. That my hobbies were too important to serve him. Man, I want him to find me faithful. I want him to find us faithful. Let's stand this evening. She's going to play. And while she plays, this is just an opportunity. You and the Lord. You can come to this altar if you want to. You can do it where you are. Ask the Lord to give you what you need to fulfill those commitments. Maybe you've been unfaithful. Maybe you failed some commitments. Get that right with Him tonight. But just be encouraged. Be strengthened tonight. If you need to make a public decision, would you come right now?